All right. Well, this is Jason Stein and welcome to another episode of the Wellness Renegades podcast. Here we explore the crossroads of the wellness entrepreneurs like you and me who are committed to making money while helping others live healthier lives. People who are going up against big pharma, insurance conglomerates, and the mainstream medical models. Each episode, we journey into the challenges and the breakthroughs it takes to own your own business, pay the path through conventional medicine, and truly become a wellness renegade. Now, before I begin today, we have a new podcast sponsor, and I want to share with you about Jane App. As we get started with this episode, I'd like to take a moment to highlight our sponsor, Jane. Jane is a complete practice management software that makes it look easy to book, chart, bill, and get paid all online. The team at Jane knows that getting paid is one of, if not the most important part of running your practice. With that in mind, they've created a fully integrated PCI compliant payment solution called Jane Payments. That makes the convenience of online payments you experience for you and your patients. With Jane Payments, you can collect credit card info through your online booking or intake forms, send one-click payment request emails or SMS for outstanding balances, and you'll never need to leave Jane to reconcile payments. Curious to lead more? Curious to learn more? Head to jane.app slash payments. You can also use the code Wellness Renegade. Now that's without an S. Wellness Renegade at the time of sign up for a one month grace period on all your new Jane accounts. A small gift from Jane to you. That's a mouthful. Yeah. So <laughs> we are here with one of my favorite past clients, Dr. Kanita. Dr. Kanita, as opposed to reading a script of a bio, Give us some backgrounds because you're a chiropractor, you're a mm -hmm. martial artist, you're an acupuncturist, but <laughs> tell us, like, how do you explain all the things you do in a couple of sentences? Oh, in a couple of sentences. I'll try my best. So hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Kanita Suvarnasudi. I go by Dr. K. I am a chiropractor, acupuncturist, Chinese herbal medicine herbalist, and I like to say I'm a martial artist as well. I combine all these aspects of holistic medicine to try to get people to feel good and live their best life. Um, I've always had a fascination with Chinese medicine when I was younger and just health in general. So I've dedicated my whole life to learn how best to live life to the fullest using holistic methods. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Where do you reside? Where's your practice? Uh, my practice is in Clarksburg, Maryland. So that's about 30, 40 minutes from Washington, D.C. to give people a reference. But I that live was, in Germantown, Maryland. Yeah, that was weird for me to ask it that way because I know where the practice is. But for the listeners. Yes. <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the East Coast. East Coast. Yes, yeah. I'm on the yeah. East Coast. And so, you're, you're like one of those, I wish we lived close together. Because I know. You're one of those pain specialists that I'm just like, Dr. K can figure this mm -hmm. out. It's like, you have so many tools in your tool bag. And so I'm, I'm really been excited about this podcast because when you and I were working together, 
you were really interested in video and you had just mm -hmm. gotten started and it was probably six months ago and I was cruising by Instagram and I was like, are my eyes working right? <laughs> you have like 300,000 yeah. followers. What did you do? Like how, what happened? That was really crazy, Jason, because I think it was with, I believe it was in October or something. And I opened, it was the same thing. I opened my app and I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, you all, you get all these followers. And I think when we last spoke, it took about, you know, I was, I was posting videos and stuff, but it took almost a year and a half to kind of get to that point of playing around with, with putting myself out there, trying out new things. And it's really, you don't really know which video will kind of go viral. But the one that that kind of did it was the scarf one, if you remember that one. So I, I do remember that one. And it was something nuanced that I thought, oh, it'd be kind of cool to talk about this, the scarf and why it's important to wear one. But it resonated with so many people. And I think because there's a cultural aspect of it as well with mm -hmm. the scarf and what it means. And it's something that we don't think about of like, oh, we wear a scarf. So what? But when I talked about it from a Chinese medicine perspective, people were like, oh, that makes so much sense. And, you know, from there, it just kept people were sharing it. And I, I forget the stats on it, but it was just insane how fast. And right after that, I knew this one would be really interesting. So I did the one where you bleed, you know, when you get a sore throat. Right. So, you know, that's because you're an acupuncturist, but yeah. and all of us learn this, like you can bleed um uh lung 11 or li right. li1 for a sore throat and i knew i would get you know controversial things get get you know viral so that was another big video that went viral because of like what what do you mean this works you know it was one of those I would no see way. One. did you did you lance it yourself or did you i lance it in myself i think that's also part of it people were like dang this duck is hardcore it's just lance yeah. it yeah, I like it. I just I like did it. it. I was just like, oh yeah, this is what you do. Boom. I think the message here is like, when in doubt, just show blood on an Instagram yeah. reel and you'll get more fun. No, no, I love it because the what I love most about it, Kamita, is I've watched how hard you worked. And so what kept you going when you got like three likes, six likes, mm -hmm. and, and you're like, is it worth my time? What kept you going? That's a good question. I think I, the one quality I do for myself is that I don't, when I am not afraid to really put myself out there. I think when people make videos, they're afraid of getting judged and, you know, criticized. For me, I don't really care. And, <laughs> and it's a good skill. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, of course I care. I want to see what people like. I want to learn. But, you know, I'm true to myself and what I know. And I, I really like Chinese medicine. And I want to spread that to everyone and show how amazing this medicine can be. So I think that was one aspect that kept me going because I just wanted to reach a wider audience about to teach people more about Chinese medicine, what it means, how it can be so beneficial to add to your life and I was lucky with um I had a friend doing video marketing too and he was just starting out so we were both in the same boat I went to college with him he's the one that's helping me 
as well. I have a team because I honestly really couldn't do it by myself. It was very overwhelming. You know, you do it for a little while. Mm -hmm. So when I got him on board, it helped a lot and we could brainstorm and he was with me. He, he, we tried different things and it didn't work, you know, get a couple likes. And it was like, finally, after a year and a half, it was like, it skyrocketed. How, how many did you launch? Like, was, was it one a week or how many per week? We try to do at least almost every day or five, I would say five videos a week. So what I would do is shoot one either twice a month and i'll shoot long i'll shoot a lot yeah you Two batch days. them i batch them for me that was the best way to do it mm. uh yeah. that so that when i batch them it's like we can just cut and then i added in i think you probably saw some interviews you you know interviewing some friends and yeah. just starting with that and then you kind of cut those as well uh just interviewing different peoples from health so uh part of it was i wanted to keep spreading Chinese medicine and how the holistic side of med medicine to a wider audience. And for me, I think I could tap into my creative side, you know, cause I'm so in my business, I do all these things and it's fun, but it's like very routine. So I think another part of it was I got to be creative on how I could make videos and show people about Chinese medicine. So I think you kind of have to love it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of it is like, oh, I'm so tired. But I showed up every time, even though I was so tired, didn't want to shoot a video. Man, I this is for the listeners. This is for the <laughs> listeners. I want you guys to just get this. That like, Kanita, you showed up for a year and a half with yes. like one like, three likes on a video a day, Monday through Friday or whatever, five yeah. a week. You batch them, which is smart, but that's still a tremendous amount of commitment. You got to the other side. Now, I'm curious, are you now monetized as a content creator? Like, does Instagram pay you or YouTube pay you for? I started to do some YouTube monetization. So yeah. you have to get to a certain threshold. I think it is 2,000 followers. Yeah. And my YouTube has been slowly growing, which I'm. So I went up to 5K this last week. Congratulations. <laughs> so it's been, so I'm kind of running it now. It's it's slowly shooting up. Yeah. Um, I haven't yet, what's the word? Kind of really, I don't want to like sell people, but done some things with with my followers yet. Right. And from what I learned, it's a lot about giving value to your followers. I don't want to say always free content, but you you know, to gain that trust with them first. Yeah. And then I'm figuring out what I like, what I want to kind of sell later. That's awesome. gives them value. Right. And that's something I'm working on now. And and in YouTube, I'm going to work on a, this is coming up on like long form. Right. So, you know, with Andrew Huberman, some yep. of the other, he makes long form content. So right. I'm, I'm kind of creating that right now, some long form to, to kind of build on top of that as well. Yeah. So. That's I fun. like it. And don't sell YouTube shorts because YouTube shorts can be a good monetization. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My I, sore throat one did really well on that. Man, shorts. I just, I'm so <laughs> impressed. And it's so funny because a lot of people uh, coincidentally get into content creation. They don't realize it can be such a money generator. Yes. Uh, but the fact that you just have the following now where are you getting lots of phone calls in your private practice? Um, yeah, from I got a lot of people from or just the organic content, I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah. That they they're like, oh, my God, I saw your stuff and I didn't realize you were in, in Maryland. So I got quite a few people from around the area. Just I saw your TikTok or saw your Instagram, you know, so I was like, oh, it does work. <laughs> I love it. I'm shameless. If I had 300,000 Instagram followers, <laughs> I'd be like calling sponsors like, hey, I really want a cold plunge and I have 300,000 followers. <laughs> yeah, some of it like I done some affiliates, so I'm working on that, too, you know. Maybe That's we'll do great. another call on that. <laughs> so and, I can monetize. You know, it, it is interesting though that like we don't want the best practitioners to leave the field because they've become content creators. But I get the lifestyle. Like I really understand how you really have followers from around the world now yes. that aren't going to leave. They know you're regular, you're consistent, they're finding mm -hmm. you on other channels, mm -hmm. and it's only going to grow upwards. So yeah, I have a, quite a few from uh, the Philippines, Indonesia. I was looking at the statistics. Yeah. But obviously, mostly in the U.S. Uh, in terms of the subscribers. But it's really interesting how much you do reach across the world and you don't realize. It's amazing. <laughs> I would imagine you probably have enough subscribers in Indonesia if you ever wanted to go over mm -hmm. there to do a workshop mm -hmm. that you could easily have it pay for itself or yeah. some, right? Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there. Get there, Jason. <laughs> so right now, I, I know that you also brought a hyperbaric chamber into your practice. And can you talk? Most practitioners aren't doing those. Like I have an infrared sauna. You have a hyperbaric chamber. What had you do the add-on? And what are you finding as far as the benefits for patients? Yeah, so actually, I was watching a video, I think it's Dr. Amen. He's, he's a doctor in neurology. I'm probably messing this up. But he talked a lot about how the hyperbaric chamber helped with his niece's uh, trauma, like head trauma, emotional trauma. And you know me, I'm always looking ways to improve my mental cognition in any way possible. <laughs> and coincidentally my husband was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition mm. uh, I think sometime last year we figured it out so we you know, cut out dairy we actually reduced sugar and, and gluten and I found this too the hyperbaric chamber so right away you know a fellow uh, renegade as well Dessa I knew that yeah. she had one Yeah. so once I found out oh this chamber can make a big difference in terms of mental cognition, helping with that. I contacted Dessa about it and she said, hey, Dr. Saunders, who is the leading uh, physician on hyperbaric is doing a seminar or doing a um, certification course in New Jersey, which is since I'm on the East Coast, it's easy for me to get to. So I did that in October of last year. And that really, and I love science. So to learn all about how oxygen, how only the hyperbaric chamber is the only way to hyperoxygenate the body mm. because you don't get any other therapies. And a lot of the times the hyperbaric chambers are in hospitals, mostly for wound care, Right. very expensive, very not affordable for regular people to go to unless you have the FDA approved, which is only a 14 approved like wound healing, gas, and green, kind of serious stuff you wouldn't really see in clinic. So Dessa introduced me to the soft chamber, which there has been a lot of research to help with TBI, some uh, concussions, 
recovery, also musculoskeletal pain, uh, to improve mental cognition and for wellness. So after I did the certification and learn all that, I was like, all right, it's time to add on the hyperbaric chamber into my clinic. I had another room and I knew I wanted something else in there. I was just figuring out which room. I like it. What, what does it cost like for someone to just come and use it? Uh, right now. So it varies in your area, but mine are about $110 per session for 60 yeah. minutes. Uh, I do sell packages because really you won't get the benefit with just one. It's right. similar to acupuncture. The research shows really getting at least 10 or to 20 and they have to be in consecutive days or not doing it once a week. You actually have to do it two to three, even four times a week is ideal. Oh, wow. And you kind of, you, you uh, front load it. So then you really saturate your body with oxygen. Yeah. And what kind and of benefits are you hearing from your patients? Like, what do you hear? So with some of my um, one TBI patient I have, it really helped with her energy because the brain fog. Right. And she did 40 sessions though, because of how serious her TBI was. So yeah. with, with more chronic conditions, you need more Lyme. Uh, a lot of, uh, one of my other patients, she had uh, a lot of, I don't want to say she had like heart, uh, I forget what it was called, but, um, her heart condition improved with the hyperbaric getting enough oxygen. So her heart rate, her HRV, her oxygen levels improved after, after about 20 sessions and she noticed her sleep was better. And another patient who also was born with a congenital heart defect and not mm -hmm. getting enough oxygen. Mm -hmm. She, well, she has a CPAP machine. She's young, but she's also quite healthy. So I think that helped. But I remember that she told me like the doctors didn't think she would live up to like 20 and she's like almost wow. 40 now. Wow. But, and she noticed with the hyperbaric that she felt she has more energy. Uh, she sleeps better because she had a lot of issues sleeping as well. I just so, want to yeah. go back that uh, you said something that was a little triggering for me, which I had uh, a friend of mine as well tell me that the doctors just told them what their life expectancy was according I know. to the condition they had. And and yeah, this for any listener, if you're out there struggling with a chronic illness, especially one that's been labeled as terminal, don't ever let anyone else tell you what your life expectancy mm -hmm. is because no one knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now he's going by you know, whatever, some of them doctors too, aren't really up to date with some of the things. And right. They may be using old stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, each person's an individual and each person has an individual path and a life. So I, I just wanted to say that out loud because it really bothered me that people are saying, well, you have 25% chance of uh, mm -hmm. uh, to live this year. And mm -hmm. so um, but bringing it full circle, I've watched as your practice, because I was with you pretty close to the beginning and yes, you've just, second year. Yeah. You've just grown and grown <laughs> and like every year it's like doubled and tripled. And I, re I remember the first conversation of you raising rates and it was just, mm -hmm. ah, I don't, I don't want to raise <laughs> rates and you finally got there. And so in this medicine, because it's like we're competing against billion dollar industries, what uh, like advice or feedback would you have for practitioners that they love what they do, but they're just in a place where it's like it's a struggle? What would mm. you say to them? 
Well, that's a good question, Jason. With, I feel like, especially you start your own practice is always a struggle. But, you know, this medicine is really amazing. And I think for them to really trust themselves that you can help all these people. And I know you're really good with the, I think you helped me a lot too of giving value to to that mm. and knowing to, you know, set your price accordingly and not, you know, not deva. I don't want to say maybe devalue yourself in terms of not raising your rates or, you know, sometimes giving discounts when you really shouldn't. Um, but for those practitioners struggling, I think trusting yourself and trusting your medicine is really important. Also having, you know, someone like a support system like you when I, when I really needed it mm. or having uh, no, for real, it really, it really helped to have some people to talk to, you know, I think for those struggling, looking for a group of like-minded individuals that understands holistic care and what, you know, what we do is really important, whether it be, you know, the renegades or it can be maybe classmates. I still keep in contact with some of my classmates. So that's really nice to have that community. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I'm getting tingles because I just, you know, my tagline's always been together is better and, and yeah. too many providers silo. Yeah. And I they think like that's the big thing. Try to figure no. it out on their own and, and they mm -hmm. get stuck and, and then they do what they know to do and it may not be working. So that's awesome. That's awesome feedback. Mm -hmm. No, I, yeah. As I'm talking and thinking about it, it's like, that was a huge thing and also you may having someone outside or having someone that at least from a business standpoint, give you the hard facts and hard numbers is hard. And I think you really need that in a business to kind of, okay, this is not working or we need to do this because once you, it's almost like once you see the fear, then you can, then it doesn't have power over you. Like when you see it, you're like, okay, I can take these next steps now. Yeah. Yeah. So I then, always cringe a little bit when I, get a new client and I ask them what they're making and it's not much. And I ask them what their lease is and it's like three grand a month. Yes. That's, yeah. that's a hard way to go. So <laughs> I'm not against a three grand a month lease, but you got to have a plan and you got to be able to mm -hmm. scale way beyond that. Otherwise yeah. at the beginning of the month, it's always like oh, new month, new check. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we didn't talk about this with, Last year, when I moved into my new space, mm. right, and so my my rent did double, mm. and so I had to, you know, and you helped me with this, and my husband as well, because he's very logical. <laughs> this way, he's like, "What do we need to do?" So I actually looked at my numbers. I was like, "I can cut this," so I like reduced something. Yeah, that I saved almost like fifteen hundred. That's awesome. So, and then now adding hyperbaric, and then having the packages set in place, and that's all cash. You know, that's. So that's pretty easy to maneuver with those packages. So I know how much I'm getting from there. And then I have a goal in mind for that too. So that's awesome. That helps. And are you doing other standalone services besides the hyperbaric? Um, no, not yet. Ah, coming, coming yes. soon. Yes. Yeah. There's always things I think about, but I'm trying to also leverage my social media to also make me. You're doing money. great. And so let's bring it back there first. Yeah. It'll be in the show notes, but for everyone listening, what's your Instagram account? What is it? 
Oh, yes. Yeah, so my Instagram is Aria. So A-R-A-Y-A underscore H-P-M. So it stands for Holistic Pain Manager. You can find me there. And I also have a TikTok, mm. Dr. Kanita. <laughs> I do fun things on there too. This is pretty good. And then my YouTube channel is an, um, is Aria Holistic Healthcast too. Oh, so they're different chan like they're different channels in the sense of names. We'll have them all on the show notes. So if you didn't yes. get those, you maybe I should to... coincide, you know, make it cohesive, but you know, I would I would recommend it so that people <laughs> are just like, oh yeah, that's Dr. K. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about this TikTok thing because uh, if you're listening, you could go back and listen to the interview with Brian Crawford, who skyrocketed mm -hmm. on TikTok and I find that the people getting on TikTok are getting uh, mass followers very quickly, mm -hmm. but that the uh, <clears throat> the revenue, if you're doing it for a revenue stream, it's it, it may not be the best. Uh, what what are you finding? Yes, with so I'm not in the high numbers, but I think in the long run, YouTube is the best in terms of monetization. That's right. That's right. And I agree with that. It's a slower growth, but for me, I can see with YouTube getting the 5K, my goal is to get the 10K. Um, but TikTok, I'm probably, I think, around 23K. So mm. really, my Instagram has been the one that's blown up the most with, I think, 350K followers. Yeah. Uh, and the monetization is more about, I think, affiliates or, you know, if I wanted to link some things there, but again, I still haven't done so much with my following there, except trying to add the value with the videos. So I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay because the followings already, you've established it. So now exactly. it's building upon the scaffold mm -hmm. you've already built. That's, yes. that's awesome. And what are you finding for those that are getting into content creation? Like, do you have any methodology of figuring out what you're going to create or how you're going to create it? So I started with what I knew, obviously with pain management, that's what my practice was known for. So I started with that. Mm -hmm. I think any kind of, some people maybe are really good at recording off the cuff. I'm not. Some of it I am, but preparation is always key. So whenever I did videos, or prepping for a video uh, day, I would write out everything Google Doc, what I was going to say so I can reference it. And then you kind of build on that if you see, I mean, you start with like five likes or like, oh, that's cool, depending on how many views, but you can, you know, what would, you have to think about what would give value to your community, you know, and I think you can create content based off of that. Yeah. So I'm starting to get other than pain management, really getting into women's health, I think it probably goes into because I'm going into maybe creating a family next year. Right. So I'm learning a lot. Jason, like they, West, I'm going to say a lot of things, but they're so bad at helping women in terms of postpartum care or, mm -hmm. you know, once they you have a baby, they're like, you know, I'm just, I'm just hearing from a lot of women in my clinic yeah. So of course that made me mad. So I went to go learn more things. So there's another lane for me that I'm creating content for because now I'm very passionate about that and trying to educate women more on what they can do from a holistic side. 
So. I love it. I love it because uh, women's health is a lot about emotional and physical pain. And you've already got such a knowledge mm -hmm. base there that you're just adding on to it. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you, like that the stats and the numbers on women's health, especially postpartum yeah. care is really it's terrible. If you, if you drill it down, <laughs> like no one wants to talk about it because mm -hmm. you'll get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I might say a lot of things yeah. here, Jason, because I guess get really mad well, about it. We that. might bring you back on the podcast and we'll, we'll have a podcast on that. Um, because this is my own channel and I like to have honest conversations. I think it's important for people to know not just what they're reading in the typical journals and yeah. the media, mm -hmm. but really what else is really going on. And mm -hmm. um, I have some concerns about the Western medical establishment because premiums have gone up every year. Mm -hmm. Pharmaceuticals have gone up every mm -hmm. year. And so where's it headed? You know? Yeah what's mm -hmm. going to happen in the next five, 10 years, but conversation for a different day for yes. right now. I first want to thank you for being here. And I just am so celebrating your success. And I, I, again, for the listeners, like you have to grow like some, some, how would I describe it? Just a, a toughness Mm -hmm. to, some to, resilience resilience perfect right. answer resilience <laughs> <clears throat> that if you're going to start being more visible it will grow your practice i i can almost mm -hmm. guarantee it but mm -hmm. being consistent is the key and to hear that yes. you spent a year and a half with like five likes, <laughs> two likes, seven likes. you got you gotta show up even if you don't it. want to just gotta show up and be like okay i love it this and, for an hour <laughs> And before we close out, I just, I think it's important for people to know mm -hmm. you named your clinic Aria and like, why? So Aria comes from my mother's maiden name. So her whole maiden name is Aria Vilaipong. So it's Thai, it's very long. And it actually means, so I named it after my mother. My mother unfortunately passed away in 2016, right before I was supposed to graduate. And I wanted to, you know, this is a little homage to her and what she means to me. And Arya in Sanskrit actually means the noble truth, which, you know, it's a, I just knew once I found that out, I was like, oh, I have to name this my practice because I'm always looking for the truth and things. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a homage to my to my mother and hope I can make her proud with what Aww. I've done with the practice. I love it. And I think you are making her proud. Mm -hmm. I just have watched uh, you show up and you again, I keep saying you're knowledge based, but there's very few martial artists that are acupuncturists and chiropractors mm -hmm. that have already done hundreds of hours of pain management. And now you're stepping into women's health. So that knowledge base is just a mm -hmm. gift to every woman that comes to you for support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Oh, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, it's a mutual appreciation. And so I want to thank um, Jane again for sponsoring us today. Uh, again, you can go to Jane app, uh, Jane dot app, or I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. And you use Jane. I use Jane. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I just appreciate you guys, the listeners. This is the Wellness Renegades podcast with Jason Stein. And go ahead, take a moment, like, 
subscribe, comment, and share. Peace.